Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Welcome to the Confidence Feels Like Shit audiobook sneak peek series. So in the next coming episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you snippets of my audiobook. If you love this podcast, which you listen to, you are going to love the audiobook. It is six hours of me (laughs) going off script, swearing, saying all the things in order for you to rebuild your self-confidence, own who you are, claim your throne like the queen that you is all the things. So I hope you enjoy this. It is Confidence Feels Like Shit audiobook. Chapter three, creating a confidence mindset. It's time for a little check-in. I know, I know that last chapter was a little bit heavy, right? Okay, maybe a lot heavy, but I needed to share that with you. I find that so many of us see confident women and we instantly assume that they've got their shit together or that they're the lucky ones, the chosen ones, the ones who simply get to be confident because that's the card they've been dealt in life. They're gorgeous, glamorous, outgoing, witty, bubbly. Of course, they're going to be confident, right? That's not how this works. And the truth is, We compare ourselves to others without ever really knowing what that woman has been through to get to where she is now. That's why it's so important to me that you have an understanding of where I've come from. Because it's been a long-ass journey to become the Erica that I am today. And before we get into practicing confidence, I need you to be across a few more things. My number one goal as a confidence coach is to teach you the most important life-changing concept ever. Nope, it's not how to be confident. It's how to manage your mind. Why? Because it all starts here. Everything I talk about and teach you in this book will all lead you back to your mind and the stories you're choosing to tell yourself and believe, or in some cases, not believe, about yourself and others. If you're going to learn how to create confidence, you need to learn how to manage your mind and create a confidence mindset. You'll also need to learn how to stop giving a fuck what others think about you, or as I like to call it, F-W-O-T, fuck what others think. More on that later. These two things are the simple but powerful strategies you're going to use to start reclaiming your confidence and standing in your power for good. Now, I briefly mentioned in the last chapter how I was unaware of the power of my thoughts and how my thoughts were creating my reality. Understanding this became the key to my transformation and something that I'm excited to share with you because they form the foundation of how to create confidence. It's the number one thing that led me to healing my traumatic past and realizing that I had a chance at actually changing my life. I know how much this work can help you, 
no matter where you are and what you're faced with. All that's required is a desire to want to feel better. Until I started working on myself, I had lived most of my life as a wholly unconscious and unaware victim. Instead of having a confidence mindset, I had adopted the victim mentality. As I've mentioned already, this is not a dig at being a victim. I live my whole life being victimized. This is different. When you understand the meaning behind victim mentality or victimhood, you see that it refers to a person who is living at the effect of their life. You become someone who uses their past experiences, usually a trauma or injustice, as a reason why you can't create a different outcome for yourself. Here are a few examples from my own life and childhood about how this can manifest. My father left my mother when I was two years old, so I grew up angry and untrusting towards all men. I grew up as an only child and never had any siblings to bond with, and that's why no one gets along with me. If it wasn't for my mother being sick all the time, I would have got better grades in school and actually gone to college. In all of these statements, I'm laying the blame on other people. Although those things may not be my fault, it is my responsibility as a grown-ass woman to work on those beliefs so it doesn't continue affecting my life or my future. Or worse, so I don't pass that shit on to my children as well. Is this making sense? All of these statements may have some truth to them, but they don't serve me. And when we choose to point the finger outwards as to how it's their fault or other people's responsibility as to why we don't have what we want, we lose, not them. And remember that if we don't take our responsibility back, then we can't make the important and positive changes to our lives. Let's flip those statements above around and see what they could be if I take a more active and responsible stance. My father left me when I was two years old. In reality, I have no idea what was going on for him at the time, but it doesn't mean that all men are untrustworthy. I grew up an only child and never had any siblings, which means I was able to develop some sister-like relationships with my girlfriends growing up and ended up learning how to easily get along with strangers thanks to being in foster care throughout my childhood. If it weren't for my mother being sick all the time, honestly, I still wouldn't have gone to college. I was never very interested in studying, and I realized that I had no true desire to go to college. I mean, besides living the college party life, that would have been pretty cool for a few weeks after high school. Victim land sucks. The victim mentality is the disempowered mindset that led me to living in victim land for most of my life. I set up a tent and camped out in victim land. Eventually, I got my citizenship and made it my home. I mean, actually, let's be honest. I was the fucking mayor of victim land. I bought land, bought property, and had a pity party with all my negative-ass neighbors on the daily. I lived in victim land for such a long time, I didn't even know there was a way out. Nowadays... I don't spend much time, if any, in victim land. I mean, I might do a little layover in victim land. You know, I might stop there briefly because I'm having a moment. But then I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I know where I am. I'm in victim land and I do not like this fucking place. But I clearly need to be here right now. Let me feel my feels, have a pity party of one, and then get the hell out of here. I've been there a lot. I used to go there a lot as a kid. 
I used to go there a lot as a young adult in my shitty relationships. I used to reside there permanently until doing this work. If you don't commit to working on your shit, you don't even know you live in victim land. Some people were born and raised there. They put their kids in school there and they die in the victim land cemetery. Okay, okay, this is getting out of hand now, isn't it? But hopefully you get what I'm trying to tell you. If you're ready to leave victim land, the good news is you can. It starts by shifting your mindset. You see, your mindset is everything. When I realized that I could choose how I wanted to react and that my thoughts created my feelings, which impacted my behavior and my action or lack of action, and then led me to the results I get in my life, everything changed. It wasn't until I learned the concept of your thoughts create your reality that I actually started understanding my patterns. Thanks again, Wayne Dyer. You can't cultivate confidence when you believe the thought that you're unworthy and not good enough. You can't go for that promotion when you keep believing the thoughts that you suck at your job. You won't attract the partner of your dreams when you keep believing the thoughts about how you're too old, too fat, too broken, too something to find love and that you'll be single forever. When I first became a stylist, I would help women dress for their body shape. I would take them shopping, choose incredible outfits with them, and help them look and feel amazing on the outside. I kept coming across women who lacked confidence in themselves and who didn't feel good about their bodies. So I thought, easy, I know what you need. Let's get you some nice clothes, change your hairstyle, and teach you how to put your makeup on. This is going to fix all their problems, right? Sure, it did, for about 10 minutes. Unfortunately, it was only a Band-Aid. Instead of culling their wardrobes, I needed to be culling their thoughts. It's like those skinny jeans in your wardrobe that don't actually fit you, but you keep them in there with the hopes that one day you'll be thin enough, good enough, and pretty enough to actually fit into them again. Those asshole jeans sit there as a reminder of how you're just not there yet in terms of being the best version of you. In fact, every second those jeans are allowed to take up space in your closet, they make you feel worse and worse about yourself. Thoughts are the same. Although we don't always choose what thoughts pop into our mind, we can choose not to attach ourselves to the crappy-ass stories, and we can choose what we're going to believe. If you don't clean up the wardrobe of your mind, these bullshit stories will run your life. Living on Autopilot It's my intention that you get to know your own mind in this chapter. It may seem like a strange thing to say, to know your own mind. But the reality is, most of us don't know our minds. This is why big corporations pay millions for marketing, and why we the consumer spend so much on things that we don't necessarily need. We don't know what we're thinking most of the time, or how it's causing us to feel. And we don't know that we are actually in control of whether or not we want to believe the shitty things we tell ourselves. Okay, if you want to hear more, head to thequeenofconfidence.com, click on order my book. You can download the audiobook version right now. It also comes with an accompanying PDF. So you've got literally the notes that are inside of the book in this free PDF. You've got the practice of confidence. You can write, you can print it, you can get to working on creating your confidence now. 
It is also available on Audible if you use Audible, or you can head to the website, queenofconfidence.com, click on order book, and you can listen to the audiobook. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it, and if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.